0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time.
1: Oh no. Oh yeah. I finished these
2: fights.
1: Give me a hell yeah.
2: Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today.
1: Hey guys, if you were to assemble a grand jury to examine the legitimacy of professional wrestling, you could do no better than us three here on the Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Ryan Drosty, joined here by. Justin Joint, Kyle Ross, and we we're here to talk about I think what was a pretty good week all around in the world of professional wrestling. Kyle, you had quite a week this week. Do you want to tell us what you did on Tuesday night? Well, I was in attendance at SmackDown Live. <laughs> I think there's a little more to the story than that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, and I had a great time. You know, can't <laughs> can't stress that enough. What a had great seats. Um, not much in the way of journalism took place, certainly, <laughs> on my part. I but think it's uh,
1: appropriate that today is National IPA Day, because that may describe
0: a little bit about what you I'll tell you what I wish it was, it was. It was a lot of shots, and <laughs> it was a very bad video that somebody has of me from that. It's it's It got ugly, man. It got ugly. Needless to say, I uh, did not feel comfortable issuing a star rating for Cena Nakamura upon initial viewing. I had to... Uh, <laughs> rewatch on TV. <laughs> well, Although per- I, re- I mean I remembered everything, but still, uh, I was I was feeling good by main event time. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you joining us as always this
1: week. If you've never watched the show, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. It helps us out. If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe, leave us a rating. Uh, Justin, joint, Justin, how is your week going this week?
2: Whoa! Well, first off. I, I have officially decided to drop the joint and I'm just strictly going to go by Justin now. So who wants to talk with Justin?
1: I thought, I thought you might say juicy Justin based on the show last week.
2: Yeah. Sorry. It's just, it's just too many words. My fans will not be able to understand. We got to keep it simple.
1: <laughs> oh God. Well, you guys, I did mention, you know, last the show is about a year old now. I know last year me and Kyle did a show on national IPA day. It's good to be with you again. I want to recommend for you craft beer drinkers out there. You can't do much better than Bell's Too Hard Ale. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, great IPA. I'll probably be cracking this halfway through the show. So it is National IPA Day, and uh, let's see, guys. I'm sure you didn't need many IPAs to enjoy professional wrestling this week. We had some good shows. I thought well, Raw was good for two of the three hours. Final hour, I I kind of threw it away. Well, I think the general consensus from the people I talk to is that the third hour has just lost importance because so many people tune out. So they've been kind of running for a while now at the end of the second hour, the important stuff. Like that's really the main event lately. Yeah. Do we have a problem? I don't know
2: if I have a problem with that. No, I'm okay with it. It makes a lot of sense on WWE's uh, side also.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, but it, it was a, if you if you're trying to sit through the whole show, it was a pretty lackluster final hour. I thought main evented Although- by uh, Test versus, or I mean, Big Cass versus the Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I think, I, that think I think Big Cass is the second coming of Test. That's a good yeah. correlation.
0: I, th- he, you know, I don't. I think he's done an okay job. Big Cass. I think he's a lot better than Test. I don't know a lot more that. potentials there. I think he's Test, I mean he did, he's Test at the trained
1: Brett a Test with the Hitman Let's be real here. What's that? Test trained with Brett the Hitman
0: Heart. He had a good schooling in professional wrestling. I don't know. He was also remember his, when he was a bodyguard for Motley Crue. What a great way to introduce <laughs> him into that. that was unbelievable. But that's true. No, it, but you know, it should be pointed out, though I would agree the third hour did seem to drag. Um, the rating held better than normal. The Enzo Cast program has—I'll use the term curiously—done pretty well ratings-wise. It's held up. You heard about this uh, heat that uh, Enzo supposedly yeah, has backstage. For time. Yeah, yeah, for he's... Meltzer finally reported on it, but I'd heard about some stuff before. Not and surprising, it, really. It makes sense given how they booked him and how he the commentators always are you know i mean cory graves is like really goes out of his way to like just like you know stick the knife in the character yeah i i guess uh, there was some remark this week about him being a bad tipper and it goes back to a
2: well cory graves cory graves even said on uh bring it to the table that i mean he legit does not like him because i mean enzo is apparently enzo 24 7 inside the ring or out
0: yeah, I mm-hmm. guess he like brings people backstage that aren't supposed to be there. But what? Um, you remember I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Not to put myself over, but well, why not? <laughs> uh, it, Enzo, because you know Meltzer's been real big on this. I know about the booking of Enzo post breakup, and if you want Cass to be the guy, it makes sense the way they're doing it. Enzo should just be off TV. I know that taking a healthy body off TV is not WWE's MO, but I I just think it's better for him now because what's, because if he's on TV, he's got to be linked to big casts and he shouldn't go over him if they have a big plans for big casts. Yeah. So, So he's either on TV looking like a dope or just take him off TV and, you know, do a big injury angle and have him come back.
1: Well, we might be seeing the last hurrah of Enzo Amore in WWE
0: in the coming weeks. I don't weeks. know about that because as much as there might be this heat on him, he's popular. There's something is he though? there. Is he yes, though? There's some. though? Yes, there's absolutely something there. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't think 205 Live is the right answer because he just would not fit in. Uh, With wrestlers? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, he's not a good worker. There's, there's no mistake of that. I mean, I don't know if he's should be like a manager like of a stable or like find a new tag team partner. Uh, But there's a place for Enzo more. He's too popular with the audience to take him out.
1: You remember though, like the, in the closing days of him and Cass, the crowd was really turning on the act. I think it's, it was because you're just getting sick of Enzo Amore. I think, I think the whole shtick has kind of ran its course, to be honest with you.
0: Uh, I don't know. I was surprised. It'll be really interesting to see how far they go with big Cass because I. It was surprising how quickly they broke them up. To me, yeah. I, I was stunned that without a tag team, without even a tag team title win, that that was that caught me a little off guard how they did that. But.
1: Well, at least they improved Cass's theme music this week. <laughs> yeah, because it's been a, it's been a rough couple of weeks for the, uh, James Johnston uh, or Jim Johnston WWE theme music department. Uh, I don't know the Jason Jordan theme, you guys. Justin, what do you think Oof, about that theme song?
2: Oofta. and, <laughs> and I don't know if it's uh, Mister Jim Johnson or a uh, CFO. Who, yeah, like,
0: what about your boy CFO? <laughs> yeah,
2: but yeah, uh, Jason Jordan, man, they did. Uh, there's one thing I like, but other than that, they didn't do him a lot of favors this week. I really like them using the Miz to prop him up because the Miz is just great at making other guys look good. He carried that segment. Yeah. It, and I don't understand why you would have Jason Jordan talk when it's pretty obviously he's not that good at it and he sounds kind of squeaky but just have him throw dudes around for weeks and build them up that way unless it is a planting a seed for the fans to start to dislike him for an eventual heel turn against angle that's which is
0: what I they think they're think going to do Hmm. I, I just don't see this babyface gimmick working out at all. Like, I don't know if that's the eventual plan, but it probably should be because I don't see this working. I mean, I know it's only been a couple weeks, but man. Uh, he wasn't over as a tag team wrestler, and I don't really know what made them think he would get over quickly as a single. So, I mean, there's still time. I mean, he can. I mean, if he looks good in the ring, but
2: which I think he does. I mean, he shows a lot of aggression in. The I locker. wouldn't have him
0: beat Miz though for the Intercontinental Title, which is where they're going. Uh, so I don't know. I, I could see it being a heel turn and like leading to the return, like Triple H plan of the seeds, and this being yeah. his way to get back an angle and po- to get power mm-hmm. on Raw.
1: Is that, is that how you get out of the whole he's angle son thing, too? Yeah, because the crowd's not lie. digging that at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, think, I like the point you made about The Miz and how good he is on the mic in that segment. I think you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as The Miz helped carry the segment, or, like Justin said, why would you have him talk? You put him in there with a guy like The Miz, who's such a great talker, that the difference is incredibly clear like how far (laughs) behind jason jordan is
2: exactly puts a spotlight um, on jason jordan's deficiency in talking yeah can i
0: bring this up if he's that bad at talking what are we doing down on nxt folks i mean this is another guy from nxt who is quote unquote not that good on the mic right i mean that's a problem a lot of these guys that are coming through nxt they get to the main roster and they're like deers and headlights when it comes to these promos. And I know it's over scripted and stuff and that's a valid complaint. But I mean, do you think if you give Jason Jordan, you know, uh, if you let him go extemporaneously, he's going to deliver some great promo. I don't know if he's capable of doing it. Wasn't that, um, dusty's
1: role down there. Do we know who replaced him? It's obviously been a couple With years now since dusty
0: passed away. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's in charge. But I know Ty Dillinger caught a lot of shit when the Miz owned him on Twitter. <laughs> Cause like it's like you took all these promo classes down in NXT, and the best you can come up with is, Oh, I'll do your wife.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I like Justin's take. He was live tweeting um, the show on the at TR Nation podcast Twitter feed. And uh, I was a little behind watching it. And Justin was trashing the theme song that Jordan came out to. And I'm thinking like, it cannot be worse than the American Alpha song, which we've talked at length about on this show. And he comes out and I'm like, my God, how could anyone have thought that that was a good song? How how could you hear that and think, yeah, we should put that on in front of 15,000 people?
2: In a whirlwind few weeks for this young man, Jason Jordan, finding out a couple of weeks ago that Kurt Angle was indeed his his father. And then last week, after becoming a uh, the newest superstar on Monday Night Raw, winning his debut match. It's Trust me, not I quite back, as bad as
0: it felt like felt like was a few world years world ago, by any means, but like, I don't know, there's just a lot of just like bland, you know, I, I feel like in the last... I hate making arbitrary cutoff points like five to seven years. You know, there've been kind of a, a decent amount of just bland entrance songs. That's like, you have to, it takes you a minute to remember who's coming out. Well, this is a good topic. Let's roll with this. So generic
1: rock, yeah, Theme music is such a critical part of pro wrestling and the character and the presentation and getting over with the crowd. I mean, who oh. right now do you think has the, like that most iconic theme song? Is there anybody that has one that people are going to remember 15, 20 years? Because. Would, Go ahead.
2: I would say both uh, Nakamura and Bobby Roode have pretty iconic theme songs. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not going to be there yet, but once you get. Yeah, obviously Cena. Um, Randy Orton, I guess, because he hears voices in his head. He yeah, is that great. I... I don't think Orton's
1: is that it's, it's oh. People know
0: it has been around a long time. I don't think it's that great of a song, though. No, I think it's an awful song. Yeah. To be honest with you, it sounds like an awful, like, active rock. It sounds like one of those, like, songs on the radio that you turn off every time. <laughs> At least <laughs> I would. I kind of like the other one that, like, the, we're going all the way each and every day, just rhymed with everything, rhymed like that, like, and that song was kind of terrible, too. But it was
1: uh, That was, like, burning my light
0: or something. Was yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The other one I would mention, and I know it didn't start out as just his, but you got to mention the big dog, Roman Reigns. That That is a good entrance song.
0: That was the Shield song, but. Yeah, you know, I like of, that one. Kind of generic, though. It's just like a generic guitar. Yeah, it's impactful. Yeah. It is, but. Um, yeah. One's well, on point- oh, I mean, like at the beginning. Yes. I mean, that's good. But
2: that's uh, probably because of the What did you guys think
1: court. of what they did with Seth's song this week? Because. Uh, <laughs>
2: that was kind of weird. <laughs> that was awkward. I don't like, think it was necessary.
1: Yeah, it's still yeah, I, the same
2: I, song, right? I, everything else was the same. I would burn down that song, is what I would do.
1: I hope that does not make another appearance. I don't know if they're just trying to sell t-shirts Port or there. what. My God.
2: You not know, good. Not even, good. Even though Jason Jordan had a major sidestep as far as his entrance music goes, uh, the Usos had an upgrade with their new one. They actually got a a rap.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. true. I think Ballers is pretty good, too.
2: Yes, this is very
1: good. Actually, yes. CFO, you mentioned CFO. They were on a roll. Like Every theme song they were making was really good at NXT for a while.
2: Yeah, even like some of the ladies, like Alexa Bliss, uh, Sasha Banks, both theirs are really good.
1: Mm-hmm. A- CFO did AJ Styles theme. Yeah. What about oh, yeah. Nia Jax's? Sasha's is good. Like most girls. Oh, Nia Jax has the most out of place theme song in the company. <laughs> I gotta say, it's I've never liked that one. I never cared for it. That makes me laugh, kind of. Is it supposed to sound Speaking like the big, show, Gaga or well, the big
0: Show? I've always hated. Well, it's the Big Show. Oh. like it's sort of like now it's just like whatever it's just accepted i remember when it first started i was like what an awful theme song for in <laughs> a legend main event guy yeah
1: so greatest theme songs of all time i'm gonna throw it out there since we're on the topic
0: oh hulk hogan Done. yeah that's probably it yeah i mean as far as like wwe like i mean oh, you could do any company undertaker great kid.
2: Like, yeah, it's kind
0: of funny like so here's like the perfect example like Shawn Michaels theme song was like when he came back was actually totally out of place with all the modern WWE theme songs but it worked because of it yeah like there's no way now they would have I mean I guess I mean seen the raps but uh, other than that they're never gonna have a guy do cheesy singing of his own theme song
1: like that <laughs> it's so good though I mean like I see that's probably top five theme song of all time in my
0: opinion Triple H's are always, I mean, because you know, I mean, his Motorhead. Uh, yeah. But you know, Undertaker, you know, Ric Flair's theme, obviously, not the. the not, when he came to WWE in '92 and they. It was didn't on use, the thread, it's on 2001. So through that one was kind of weak, but. Yeah, his normal one, yeah. Theme 2001 songs, really The Elvis Presley stage song as well. That's where he got the idea, I believe. Oh, Hockey yeah. Talk Man had a great theme. Song. <laughs> oh, God. Shake, revel, roll. That was a great theme song. Yeah,
1: we could talk theme music all night. I guess we should probably switch course, but I think it is an important topic. I think uh, people undervalue what a theme song means to getting a guy to main event level. So,
2: yeah, look at Cesaro.
0: Yeah, it's true. Cesaro has never yeah, had. His was real, yeah, that was like, he had like the definition of like a generic kind of song when he was a singles guy. And like the, the presentation is so much better with him as a tag. And by the way, one of the best things on Raw going if we're going to get back to the TV show is what they're doing with Ambrose and Rollins. And then I, I really think the the tag match against the bar is going to be very good. Yeah. They're
2: they're working that story. Great with having Rollins trying to, uh, make up for his past Mm -hmm. aggressions, Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're doing it so well that the crowd was actually chanting. We want Ambrose when, the bar was beating up on Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah they're doing, that, that was one of the real highlights of the show. I think, besides the, the triple threat, was the highlight. And then I think, you know, the continued build of that was number two.
1: Okay, so can we talk about this triple threat match? Because obviously, one of those three is probably walking out universal champion. I think uh, it's a foregone conclusion that Brock's going to lose.
2: Wrong, yes. wrong, right. wrong, I, wrong. Justin, no. wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong.
1: Yeah, wrong. yeah. English he's... is in the house. You you want him to lose, Justin, don't you?
2: Yeah, but they kind of threw out a this week that if he loses, he's leaving. He ain't going anywhere yeah, to yeah, WrestleMania. I, have a
0: way around that. I mean, WWE is not a company that adheres to its stipulation. That's for sure. They also said Shane McMahon would be gone if he lost the Undertaker at WrestleMania 32. <laughs> <laughs> um So,
1: I thought watching that match that uh, Roman was like head and shoulders above the other two. As much as I like the other two, if I'm looking at someone to put the belt on, I know last week we talked about this and we're like, oh, I can make a case for all of them. I'm completely on Roman Reigns at this point based on that match. Do you 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 feel the same way?
2: Joe's the only one I can't see them putting the title on. But, yeah, Roman is (laughs) way above both those guys.
0: Okay, the way they book... I don't think Roman's going to win. I agree. I I saw your tweet before I'd watched the match, Ryan, and I totally agree with you. Like, Roman Reigns just came across as such a star in that match. Mm -hmm. But, now, I think they should put the title on Roman Reigns because you can do title matches against Strowman and Joe for the B-pay-per-views. You know, he's never beaten Joe in a one-on-one match. That's something that they would hype. Uh, The Strowman thing, obviously, has not had a blow-off. That would be big. Um, and then he could still, here's the thing, you could have him bring Lesnar, you could bring Lesnar back into the fold. You know, oh, I'm leaving for UFC. He can, for either Survivor Series or Rumble, and, you know, have Lesnar come back to challenge Reigns, and that's when Lesnar can put over Reigns. Because that match should take place before WrestleMania.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's what I would do. I'm not sure the company's going to do it. but no, I uh... actually think
0: Joe or Strowman is going to win the title, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. Because, well, I, go ahead. The way they book, Reigns won the three way on Monday, the triple threat. So he's not going to win at SummerSlam. Well, they got a couple weeks to reverse course, and he could take some losses. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they just like to. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what kind of matches, you know, and who pins who, or if they even are in the ring against each other in the next couple weeks. But yeah, I mean, based on the way they usually book, guy who goes over on TV ain't going over at the pay per view.
1: Well, I'd like to see him get it on Reigns as soon as possible because we know he probably deserves that long title run that they've been envisioning for years now, and uh, just
0: they you don't want to waste good years of his. Part. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I hope they do the the Brock match at like Survivor Series or Rumble, like we talked about last last week, and uh, they're obviously working towards this match with Cena, and so I'd say do that at WrestleMania, have Reigns walk in champion. Cena challenges going for the record breaking title win because, and you know, there's your selling point. Yes. So
0: that's what I would do. But uh, I I don't know. Is Reigns going to be part of a SHIELD reunion during all this, too? Because you can't just have Ambrose and Rollins reunite and then just like have, you know, Reigns as his own entity, right? That'd be weird. I mean, he could, but I, I don't
2: think that happens. That's why I think this whole Seth and Dean thing is leading to either maybe a very, very short term SHIELD program or else uh, a Dean heel turn on Seth. Mm -hmm. Or
1: you could work it um, towards Survivor Series if they actually book this far in advance for once, and uh, you could have Brock leave, and then you could have Heyman go with a new pair, maybe even Seamus and Cesaro, Um, and then you set up the Shield reunion at Survivor Series versus Heyman's guys, and they bring Brock to be the third guy or something. Like a, a three yeah. man survivor series match. Yeah, like you it. could do you could absolutely do that. Yeah. So, I don't know, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff going on, but overall The match is going to be great by the way. The four way at SummerSlam great. I
0: hope so cuz I'm not typically a fan of these multi-person championship they, matches. No, it's become a a big crutch for them. Yeah. And it's a problem with these big four shows because they try to get all these guys on the show and you know, as a result, you get these multi-person matches because, well, you got to get put on the show. Yeah, I'd be cool with people getting left off.
1: <laughs> Why not? Like, you don't got you don't have to be on every single pay-per-view.
0: No, no.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dolph.
0: <laughs> No, I don't think he's making it. <laughs> I, I don't think Dolph's making it. Yeah, but like retweeting Randy against Rusev, <laughs> retweeting Randy. <laughs> I love like, it. Like I feel like that's just a match to get both guys on the pay per view, and it really doesn't need to take place. But be- because there's gonna be so many matches, it's not like it's gonna get an appropriate amount of time where they can do something special. Mm-hmm. You know, they could just do a longer build. Well, SmackDown doesn't have another pay per view till like October, I don't think. So they have, they have, don't they have two
1: in October, like
0: just a few weeks apart?
2: Who Has, SmackDown? Hasn't, that, hasn't Oh, I don't know.
1: I was looking at the calendar the other day. I could be wrong, but I thought they had like two that are like two or three weeks apart smackdown does they have they have one in minneapolis that month on the like 22nd i believe because i was thinking about going to that show so i looked it up and then there's the one earlier in the month too and i thought they were both smackdown shows but it could be wrong
0: i'm taking a look here because they've got hell in a cell was just announced for detroit right in the new arena right yes Hold on here. List of pay-per-view events. Let's do this like any good broadcast professional. <laughs> We're would. flying by the seat
1: of our pants here tonight, guys.
0: And go to Wikipedia. I didn't see. It. So, oh boy. 2017 upcoming pay-per-view schedule. October 2017. It's going down. There is No Mercy, which is a raw pay-per-view. Okay. Uh, that will be take place in the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Then there is Hell in a Cell, which is a SmackDown-only pay-per-view that will take place in the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. And no, TLC is a Raw pay-per-view on October 22nd, and that is in Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: Okay, I was thinking was SmackDown. For
0: yeah, because they're rotating the gimmicks from year to year.
1: Yeah.
0: Because um, TLC was a SmackDown pay-per-view last year. That's right. And so I guess SmackDown would then get a December pay-per-view because they're not yeah. going to have another t- time between – that in survivor series to do another one so i'm assuming what will it be because TLC was December. will it be like clash of the champions of has that been 86
1: i can't even remember god there's so many shows now that was in the news this week too by the way or night of champions or whatever they, they that's right yeah i think didn't night of champions become clash of champions yes yes Yeah. Did. yes yes you're right um that was kind of the news this week is that uh WWE has been looking at cutting costs recently Mm -hmm. because uh, their profits this year have not been what they projected. They're still turning a profit, but... uh, (laughs) A massive one. Like, it's downplayed in some sources, The Observer, but that's okay. (laughs) The network is still growing, but not as quickly as they had hoped. And so they've, like, done away with pyro. That's a new thing, I guess, to save some money. Um, But there's no talk of cutting the pay-per-view events, even though... They had, they had scheduled more pay-per-views hoping to, I think, lure people into subscribing to the network, but that hasn't
0: worked out as well as they had hoped. You know, it, it it's a catch-22 with the so much product because you don't have to draw as much if you have all this product, but it also really limits your ability to draw a casual audience because people are like, this is hard to keep up with. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a buddy who was like getting into it and like and stuff. Like when I went to WrestleMania's watch, he's like, You know, this is a lot to watch. You know, you have Raw and SmackDown, five hours. Yeah. In a two day span. Yeah.
1: If you're just getting on the product, it's pretty overwhelming to think about what you got to do to see everything. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So were we both in agreement? And I'll help hit uh, Balor and Bray here in a second for Justin because I know he's got some thoughts on that. But are we both in agreement or all three of us in agreement that uh, SmackDown was a better show this week after? several weeks of raw being the better show.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Top to bottom, at least if, if you could, if you
0: could, that they needed after battleground,
1: if you could condense RAW to
0: two hours. Maybe they could have, they still probably would not have been better in SmackDown, yeah, but it would have been closer. Yeah. I mean, it's an old story three. Look, we all know three hours for a weekly TV show is too damn long. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's just you're, you're just fighting an uphill battle. I mean, they, they've had some times where it doesn't drag that much, but I mean, it's too long. I mean, I'm sure Vince McMahon, if he was sitting right here, would tell you three hours too long, but USA gives them money. What are they gonna do? Turn it down?
1: Um, That's, yeah. I mean, I know, I've seen some people online saying, oh, why don't they just go exclusively to the network and do this? You know how much ad revenue <laughs> they would miss if they would That would be a disastrous use? idea. Yeah, it'd be terrible. They can't do that. So, uh, Justin, really quick, Balor and Bray. Now, I think you're higher on this than I am and Kyle as well, probably. Uh, but we still got Finn Balor out there. He's the guy that never lost the universal title. Um, I thought what they did Monday night with Balor appearing like with his back turn and then hitting the Pele kick that was pretty sweet. Um, but the Br- Bray's p- promos we've said it here and there, he's got a turn face. You get the same thing every single week. I'm, I don't know, I don't want this to be a long feud,
2: but what did you think, Justin? I dug it, I, I popped for the, the demon heartbeat. Um, but I'm right there with you with Bray, he's not a threat anymore as a heel who just talks shit that nobody can understand and then loses the big match yeah.
1: um, it's, but, but it's the same promo every week too. it doesn't matter who his opponent is every yeah, feud it's the same yeah. promo
2: yeah I, I i just like the the f- demon and uh, swamp lord dynamic that these two have
0: i you know i gotta be honest i wouldn't waste the demon because they haven't done it since they has been back i wouldn't waste it on this feud i could care less about this feud like I don't even know why they're feuding. Really, it it's not been explained that well. Yeah, I think with the I mean, character the though, like you have to you. do
1: the demon. You ha- pretty much have to do the demon if he's wrestling Bray Wyatt, don't you?
0: <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't waste. I don't. I just don't think that people. This is going to be a big interest match at SummerSlam. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> I, huh. I just I think it's something that's going to be kind of there. Yeah. So,
1: Kyle, tell us about SmackDown. I want to hear about this a little <laughs> more in depth. This is this is what our
0: viewers have been waiting for—the exploits what, of Kyle Ross in downtown going Cleveland. Into that show, Ooh-wee boy, we're <laughs> feeling good. Um, what was the dark match? It was uh, you was trying this? to find the toilet in a bar. Oh no, no, it wasn't that dark bad. Remember what the damn dark match was at this point?
2: Boy, I can tell you one thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kyle took more shots than Sammy Zayn did uh, Thursday night. <laughs> My poor Sammy
0: Zayn. Or sammy zane yeah and do, do you know what's funny about that is it like ty dillinger's kind of it's not the, the an identical cat uh character but like he's an underdog baby face and based on where sammy's slated like ty dillinger's like totally screwed <laughs> yeah it's true but even enough about that i mean it was great i mean going in you knew it was going to be great i was there with three buddies of mine who don't watch the product you know on a weekly basis but were there to be entertained, and I think they were. Um, You know, not really huge on AJ and Owens continuing, just because I think their matches, they haven't peaked, and I don't know if the plan is to, to, you know, I I assume their plan is to have the best match they've had so far at SummerSlam, but eh, I've just been kind of lukewarm on that whole thing. I think we're going to see Kevin pivoting to Shane McMahon after that, I think, um, which is ironic because AJ feuded with Shane.
2: Well, and that's that's what's weird to me is that the problem with these AJ and uh, Owens matches is that they've been wonky finishes, and I think we're heading towards another one at SummerSlam with Shane yeah, being involved.
0: Yeah, that is true. With Shane. you're right because that the he's got a factor somehow in, and you you figure the trigger for the feud will be, you know, Shane screwing Owens somehow.
1: Yeah. I was hoping, before they announced the guest referee spot, I was so hoping that this was going to turn into a ladder match between the two at SummerSlam. Referee wouldn't matter. you know. Get a solid winner in a ladder match. I I thought for sure that's where they were going. But uh, no, we get Shane McMahon to settle the score.
0: I was hoping that it was... I was kind of disappointed, because as soon as they did the finish, I was like, oh, no. Because I wanted him to go to AJ Cena. Or I've I figured that it would be the whoever lost the main event would then work against AJ, um, but that's obviously not the direction they're going in. It looks like it's gonna be Cena and Corbin. Yeah. I'll
2: uh, tell you what.
0: Yeah, go
1: ahead.
2: It, who would have ever guessed that on a card with Styles and Owens that a match featuring Rusev and Gable would outshine AJ by far. I thought that was a tremendous match. I really enjoyed. It was it. good. I don't know if it was
0: like outshined the opener. I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, I think just because expectations were lower, it maybe seems that it did. But I think, like in the grand landscape, they were comparable at least, and maybe Styles' Owens was still a little better.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wonky finished with styles owens ruined it and gable and rusev there was a lot of back and forth it was a clean finish where both guys came out looking strong that did not hurt gable at all it you know gave a little bump to rusev for him to probably get fed to orton it it was terrific it was a great match gable is probably who should be angles illegitimate son
1: yeah i (laughs) i have to agree with you i think i think the uh after that match, I was sold that Gable has the higher ceiling. But uh we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um they haven't put him in the ring to uh talk on his own with the Miz yet, so we don't know how he would do in that situation. But he certainly carried himself in the ring very well. So
0: yeah, that was good. That was a good match. Um yeah, and it's funny, that's another underdog baby face that really doesn't because you know the heel side is not particularly deep on SmackDown. So who's he uh, you know. Kind of what direction um, do you do with Chad Gable except, you know, have him be the underdog babyface that are, always loses, which is kind of what they have in Sami Zayn. By the way, it was Luke Harper over Victor. Oh, I that remember, was a dark which, Remember the Ascension that it was that Luke Harper beat in the opener that was dark for the fine fans in Cleveland.
1: Speaking of the Ascension. Luke Harper,
0: another baby face, by the way, that, you know, <laughs> it's kind of not – doesn't really have a lot to do on that brand.
1: yeah. Justin, the fashion files this week. Big fan.
2: Yeah, loved it. I, I I don't watch Twin Peaks, but I liked all the weirdness going on there. I thought it was really good.
1: I That's laugh. a show that I have never really given much of a chance, but I had so many people tell me I need to get into it. Kyle, you watch Twin Peaks? I do
0: not. It, it's hard. There's a lot of TV, man. Yeah, I watch. You know, the current product of wrestling. I watch a lot of old wrestling. I watch Game of Thrones. I watch sports. I mean, there's not a lot of sports going
2: on now, but it's tough. Yeah. I've, I've read, read online fun. that uh, the i crowd uh, really applauded for that fashion file segment. Is that yeah, it was good. It it was a, yeah.
0: it, they've really gotten over.
2: It's who would have thought it? Could? You could hear
1: them at the very end on TV. They mic'd on the crowd like at the very very end because I I remember I was kind of surprised at the reaction I heard. So what, what, was, the cru- that,
0: what was the crowd like Brasano in the What was it, American Alpha?
1: Kyle, what was the crowd like in that main event? As heated as he thought it would be? or
0: more? <laughs> well, I, I was directed traffic, I know that. <laughs> yeah. What an embarrassing performance. No, it, it was. It was a good... You know, I mean, I think it was... I don't know. There's two ways to look at it. I mean, in no... It, it was a good wrestling match, okay? It was not... But, like, Cena did better... Has obviously done better stuff with AJ Styles. I don't know... You know, they gave it t- time, not a ton of time, but I don't know. I mean, he put Nakamura over, so what can you say?
1: I We, we know from, if you listen to the show, guys, you know Kyle is quite the wrestling historian. So I'm going to ask you to rate the crowd in this match versus another big match that you saw in person. So if you were to oh. rate this match on SmackDown versus the crowd during the Shawn Michaels-Vader match at the Gund I was not at that show. You were not at the show. Oh my god! I thought for sure I was at not that at show. SummerSlam '96. No. What were you doing? You've gone to like every
0: other show in Cleveland. I have. That's like the only, it's the only pay per view. No, you know what? There was a Survivor Series. Which one was it? like '04? I didn't go to that one either. Okay. What about but the no, uh... I was not at SummerSlam '96? That was, I believe, the first event in the then Gund Arena now Quick and Loans Arena. Yes. I had a buddy who went there. The only piece of furniture he had in his apartment was a ringside chair. The ringside chair he got from that show
1: from SummerSlam '96.
0: Yes, the only piece of furniture <laughs> he had in his whole apartment was a ringside chair from SummerSlam '96. So, was
1: anyone scared that John Cena may have broken his neck? Did you guys notice in the crowd how bad that
0: bump was? Could you tell from where um, you were sitting? Based on where we were actually sitting, we were like close enough that like we couldn't. Um, there, there may have been other reasons why I mean I've been all there, but still. <laughs> Um, you know, obviously, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it looked pretty sick, but, you know, he got up from it and it was, you know, everyone's, I'm sure it's seen the video of him telling Nakamura, no big deal. You know, we've, what? we've talked he about it a
1: lot as, uh, Nakamura and how he's been off lately. And that yeah, match, was thinking, that's was another match where him. he was off.
0: Yeah. We talked about this last week. I mean, if you're disappointed by that match how much of that disappointment needs to be aimed at Nakamura? Because, you know, I mean, he was in a position to shine. I mean, beating John Cena clean on TV in a match that was hyped for a week is a very enviable spot. Most guys wish they could get that spot. And, I mean, he looked good, and we know what he can do, but, mm. I mean, John
1: did have the typical awful STF spot. Got to throw that out there. <laughs> okay. Looked maybe even worse than usual.
2: That was, it was, I I actually had that exact same thought. I saw him. It's like, wow, he, that's the softest one. I think I've ever seen him apply. <laughs> he just as well kiss his head.
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Nikki Bella might do a better STF than her, her man. Cool. Not that she's a better wrestler because yes, John is an all time great, but man, the STF that's always bugged me. Uh, Did you have a thought, Justin? I saw you raising your hand or is that what you were going to say?
2: Yeah, I've, I do have some problems with this match. Um, first off, they gave it like 10 minutes. So you can't say they gave him time. You can't compare it to Cena AJ, where they get like points. Yeah. Um, we, we had to sit through after Cena came out, we went to commercial two minutes into the match. We went to another commercial. Um, the, the neck spot with me really took me out of the match, just because the older I get, the more worried I get for these guys. Um, I, I can't really blame Nakamura. I think that probably messed with his head. Obviously, by the end, where you can visibly see him say, I'm sorry. Um, and real quick, I, I got a quote I read from, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, Brandon Stroud, mm-hmm. uh, talking about this match going in, where he goes, uh, We finally find out what would happen if the most notable American wrestler of 10 years took on the most notable Japanese wrestler of the past 10 years for a shot at the third worst member of 3MB. <laughs> <laughs> Oh now, come on.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what, the third worst member of 3MB is gonna still be the champion after SummerSlam.
2: That's a that's a weird dynamic between uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder Mahal. That that's gonna be an interesting match. They gotta well, build towards you know, the
1: split with him taking on Kawi for the title
0: in that, another Punjabi prison match. No. <laughs> Who doesn't no, want to see gonna, that? They're gonna keep the they're gonna keep it on Jinder um for a little bit more i disagree I just don't see the benefit of putting it on nakamura right now to be honest with you i don't think they're going to do the corbin cash in either i think if there's a cash in at SummerSlam, it's gonna be in the women's division which they should do because they need to capitalize before carmela loses some of the heat that she had
2: okay so my argument for them putting the belt on shinsuke is they have made something of gender in the indian market now that he's been champion for a while and now they're going to make their move on the japanese market by putting it on shinsuke for a while
0: I don't know if you should give up on that indian market. i mean you can shinsuke they're still going to go to him long term I, I think aj and shinsuke nakamura is going to be the smackdown title match at wrestlemania
1: that would be smart i would love that
0: <laughs> let's yeah. let's hope so, so and i think shinsuke will win so yeah that
1: makes sense so you, you think aj is going to be the one that beat gender for the belt
0: Maybe Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe it is Shinsuke that eventually does it. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think, I think they're not ready to take it off. gender. They're too invested.
1: Okay. Um, Justin and I were talking about this before the show, but real quick, Kyle, you seen any NXT recently? Because I think the NXT brand is really, uh, starting
0: to hit its stride again. And yes, it is. And there's way too many guys in it. That's another brand where there's, you can make a case like, God, what about this guy getting more time? What about this guy? And, you know, but at the same time, man, there's no rush to call those guys up because there's such a disconnect between NXT or there seems to be between NXT and the main roster.
1: when we started doing the show like a year ago, NXT had been decimated, you know, after the the draft. And it was like the correlation I drew in my mind was you're, you're taking like a major league team that used to have all these prospects in the minors and they brought them all up. And now the, the farm system's barren, you know, kind of like the world champion Chicago Cubs. Used to have this great farm system, no more. They brought them all up to the majors, right? So mm-hmm. they have restocked, and NXT is just stacked again with some of these mm-hmm. guys they brought in: Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Alistair Black, Gargano's back, Choppa's coming back. Like NXT is on fire right now, and I'm legitimately looking forward to Brooklyn
0: as well. So, yeah, and it's a tough one because they're only doing these five match cards for the takeover, and I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of guys left out to you know.
2: Left out in the pasture. Are are people excited about Drew McIntyre? Like I'm not sold on him being a main eventer in NXT. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure that's the match I would have done for the title. To be honest, with all these other guys on the card, but
2: I I enjoy him, but I don't know that just seems an odd fit. Well,
0: he was brought in to be a star. I mean, it's predictable. You could make the argument that they should have done the Roddy Strong thing for a takeover, although. The other side of the coin is if you're going to do that angle and have Roddy strong lose, do you do it at all? Or do you do it with somebody else and not the champion? Cause you know, it makes the baby face look kind of weak to lose in that situation where he's like avenging the honor of his family. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't win the match. That's kind right. of a flawed dynamic. Um, and Roddy strong should not have beaten Bobby root for the matter. Bobby root absolutely should be the champion of this brand. But, um, so, you know, there's two ways to look at it.
2: Man, hot stuff. Kyle Ross going after uh, Strong's honor. That that, that That's strong. It's a hot take <laughs> from hot stuff. Hot take from hot stuff. I love it. Really? I mean, I don't did, really. I mean, did you think
0: Roddy Strong should have beat Bobby Roode in that match? I don't. Like, yeah. I, I think Bobby Roode is a perfect NXT champion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's a perfect, like,
1: as the as the brand was decimated, like we talked about, you get this veteran guy and he, yeah, he is the best choice
2: actually speaking of which who do you guys think will be the next nxt champion who's the guy to take it from bobby Reed? wow there's a good question i mean I, i'm thinking alistair black is on the way up yeah, yeah that's what i would pick. That, yeah. I think
0: is what it might be yes yes yeah
1: yeah i think i think alistair black and honestly like one of the problems with, with nxt is that you know they they oh, film oh. so many tv shows at once That you know Alistair Black has not that he wasn't already, but he's really getting over like with the insider internet crowd that's so always hyped up about NXT in the last few weeks. And maybe Drew McIntyre wouldn't have been the choice if uh you know they hadn't decided on Drew McIntyre weeks
0: and weeks ago. No, I I just thought of somebody else and I'm I'm dumb for not raising this point. The baby face to build that brand around is Johnny Gargano.
1: Oh yeah, that's
0: the other obvious one. Yeah, but I think like I said, I think I talked about this before. I mean, obviously he's got to work Ciampa for a while. I'd do a gimmick where loser or winner gets to go to the main roster. Have a champa win and that. And Ciampa. Okay. Yeah. Have you know, have that take place. Ciampa wins. Gargano, a dejected man. His goal becomes winning the title. the Ciampa's gone until like January, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, um, I mean, you, I guess you got to have put it on that takeover. The takeover Rumble weekend, Chomp and Gargano, I'm sure, is already on the books for that um, and will be great. Yeah. So, but yeah, Gar- Gargano's a guy because I don't see Gargano, I don't see him, you know, making a huge impact on the main roster, which is sad, but I think it's just the reality of the
2: matter. Yeah, no, I agree with you.
0: So, like, I think he's a guy who has a connection with the NXT audience and can be a great babyface champion for that brand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Agreed.
2: So so wait, would you make uh the Gargano Champa feud for the belt? Like I don't I don't think that needs No, that. I would I just
0: mean, I would I would actually have Gargano lose like the Gargano I would ha- I would have the that feud take place and end before Gargano wins the title. So Gargano would go over
1: at like the mania takeover yeah. in that yeah. scenario. Okay. Well that makes sense.
2: Jesus, you have root hold until then?
1: We could have Aleister Black win it in the, in the meantime, too. Mm-hmm. Aleister Black and Gargano could do a match.
0: Could Bobby Roode be a main roster champion right now, in your mind? Like, world champion? Yes. No. I don't think it would happen.
1: Although, Jinder Mahal is a champion. so I was just you
2: know. about to say, the Maharaj is I mean, I mean, I I title. think,
1: I think... Uh, I think the character could, but based on the people who make the decisions on the main brand, I'm not sure Bobby Roode would be world champion. I could see him being like the U.S. champion, the Intercontinental champion.
0: Man, I'm telling you, if they would ever do that damn new evolution thing they teased back <laughs> in the spring. Yes. With Triple H and the Flair role, and Bobby Roode as the new Triple H. Because it's clear that, you know, I mean, obviously he in his ring entrance, he's kind of like parroting Flair and Rick Roode, he very much carries himself like Triple H did in the early aughts. Oh yeah, definitely. Bobby Roode, though. I think yeah. if you gave him that presentation with that song, mm, better than ninety percent of what's on the main roster, in my opinion. <laughs> definitely would have the and best. That's not theme a member of the main roster. That's just how good Bobby Roode is. To bring this full circle, he would definitely he would definitely be the running
1: for the best theme song on the main roster. That's for sure. All right, guys. Well. I think we're going to wrap this up. Any closing comments as we head into this weekend and finish off national IPA day?
0: I'm
1: going to enjoy this bell's too hearted here as we go off the air. I think I'm out. (laughs) All right. Well guys support us on Patreon. I forgot to mention that earlier. If you want to see this show grow, if you want to see our technology improve, if you want to be able to call into the show, patreon.com slash top rope nation subscribe on YouTube iTunes. We're streaming right now on the front page of topropress.com. Check out Top Rope Press for all your news, television reviews, and feature writing. So with that said, I'm Ryan Drosty, Justin, just Justin, juicy just Justin, Justin. <laughs> and Kyle Ross. We'll catch you guys next week.